Don't pay retail for your diamond engagement ring or gift. Come to CleanOrigin.com. Founded by a leading family in the diamond industry for more than a century, we're experts in lab-grown diamonds because that's all we do. Clean Origin, the only diamond jewelers who give you a 100-day, no-questions-asked return on your purchase. Head to CleanOrigin.com or one of our retail stores and mention code RADIO10 for 10% off your purchase. That's CleanOrigin.com, code RADIO10. On this episode of Storm Stories, an historic hurricane hammers the Lone Star State. This building is now falling apart. Oh my God, the whole wall is gone. This is a life or death type circumstance. The streets were starting to look like a river. This was some fast moving water. It's rising quickly, and then all of a sudden, it's to your ankles. We have to get out of this house. And a hurricane-like blizzard threatens lives on both land and sea. I've never felt a boat list like that. I've never heard howling winds like that. Everyone was afraid, afraid for their life. I lost my balance and ended up in the water. I started to think this is the end. August 2017, 21-year-old storm chaser Max Olson is loading up some gear on the outskirts of Dallas, Texas. The Oklahoma native has tracked and filmed many tornadoes. Look at that thing. Oh, my God. But he's come here in pursuit of a much bigger weather phenomenon. I started storm chasing when I was nine years old with my father. We are going storm chasing. We've been looking to experience a major hurricane for over a decade. It's been since 2005 since we've had a major hurricane. Max has his eye on a tropical storm that's hovering over the Atlantic, about 250 miles east of Barbados. If it builds to a hurricane and makes landfall along the Gulf Coast, he plans to be there. That's just the most intense and most mesmerizing thing you could ever potentially experience. A meteorologist with the National Weather Service in Galveston, Dan Riley, is also keeping an eye on the storm. It had been a tropical storm in the Eastern Caribbean and then weakened. And the thinking at that time was it would stay south and perhaps head into Mexico. So we all kind of wrote it off. But then it just started showing signs of life again. We started seeing new plumes of thunderstorms going up near the center, and it started to gain the shape that we would be interested in. The storm regains strength when it passes over a region of extremely warm ocean water called an eddy. You have a weak storm that goes into a primed environment, and you get a beast that rapidly develops. It quickly strengthens to a Cat 1 hurricane with 80-mile-an-hour winds. We're starting briefings to emergency managers saying, hey, it looks like Texas is going to get a hurricane. The computer models generally were showing a weaker trend, maybe category one, category two at landfall, but it didn't look like it was going to be that intense of a hurricane. The hurricane, named Harvey, seems determined to defy the computer models. Every few hours, it was like, oh my gosh, look at this satellite image. Look at how defined it's getting and we were just kind of in disbelief. It developed very rapidly. 
from a depression to a category four. It's a very frightening scenario for us on the Texas coast. Not a whole lot of notice for a storm like that. When you're a storm chaser and you're fascinated with meteorology, seeing a storm strengthen like that is absolutely exciting. But at the same time, it gets a little scary because 24 hours prior, we had been preparing for maybe a category two. As it begins to grow into a monster, Harvey is predicted to make landfall near Rockport, Texas. Max arrives with his storm chaser friends just as the outer bands of the hurricane hit the town. He quickly breaks out his camera. We are filming trees that are blowing in the wind. We're filming the waves crashing on the beach. But it's starting to get a little worse outside. The winds are starting to ramp up. It's starting to flood. That's where you're like, OK, this is starting to become a bit more of a situation. It's not like a pretty tornado chase where you can safely maneuver in and out of the path. We found what looked to be a suitable hotel. We had asked the manager about the structural integrity, and he said it's built to withstand strong hurricanes, and you just have to cross your fingers that you made a good decision. On August 25th, around 8 PM, the eye wall of Harvey slams directly into Rockport. The Cat 4 storm has sustained winds of over 150 miles per hour. It starts getting just absolutely chaotic outside. There's an overall sustained wind that's very intense, but it's the gusts that are really pretty scary. You start to see full trees coming down, parts of roofs being torn off. You hear sheet metal flying down the road. You occasionally get power flashes that are illuminating stuff that's being torn apart three miles away. It's just otherworldly. Max takes cover inside, but the hotel provides little comfort. This is incredible. Still in the eye wall of Category 4 hurricane. This relatively well-constructed building is now starting to show signs of falling apart. There's water pouring in from the ceiling. There's tiles starting to come off. I would be surprised that this roof comes off. I know, that's what I'm worried about. We have the window flexing in and out and starting to crack and break. And you just hear this howl that is just haunting. You would put your back to the walls of the hotel and you could feel it shifting back and forth. Wow. The whole building is going like this. That is intense. Then you heard this crash. Did you hear that? The whole building just completely shook. The pressure in the building actually changed substantially. You could feel your ears pop a little bit. And you know something has gone really wrong. Yeah. Let's see what's on the fourth floor. That's already right here. We open the door, and all you can see is black on the other side of the hallway. You can just hear that, that howl, that almost kind of like a growl. And that's when we knew that we didn't have a wall 
on an entire side of a building. Oh my God, the whole wall is gone. When you don't have a wall, it's almost like you're back outside in it. You're facing 140 mile per hour winds. There's water pouring in. You're being littered with sheet metal or two by fours. And just the sounds of metal and wood clanking together. And at that point, it became, is our building gonna survive? That's where you get into the realm of, this is a life or death type circumstance. You don't have much you can do other than cross your fingers, say a prayer, and hope that you're able to make it out of this alive. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Twenty-one-year-old storm chaser Max Olson is documenting Hurricane Harvey in Rockport, Texas. He's taken cover in a hotel that's being ripped apart by the Cat 4 storm. The whole wall is gone. This is becoming life-threatening. You have no clue if that roof's going to cave in and floors are going to start caving in on each other. There's thoughts running through your head about what if I just made the dumbest decision of my life. Max and his fellow storm chasers go door to door, warning people to get 
down to the lobby. They collect food and water and make sleeping stations for the elderly. These are people that you've never met and you will probably never meet again, but everybody just kind of came together and figured out what needed to happen. People crowd into an interior room on the ground level to ride out the hurricane. Harvey batters the hotel throughout the night. We're waiting for this break, and it's just not coming. This is never ending. The next morning, the hotel is still standing, though badly damaged. Max and all the others have survived the Cat 4 hurricane. It was just a moment of relief, just a sigh of, we made it. He walks outside to survey the destruction. It was totaled. It was hard to find a structure that didn't sustain some type of major damage. We were there at ground zero when it made impact, and that's incredible. But at the same time, people just lost everything, and that is horrifying. After blasting the Texas coast, Harvey steadily weakens as it drifts northward to Houston. The potential for 50 inches of rain in isolated areas. This was the first time in my 26-year career where I would say the words catastrophic flooding expected. We'd never seen the computer models showing 40, 50 inches of rain. It certainly did feel pressure. We knew it was going to be a historic storm, maybe even unprecedented. The challenge was getting people to understand that. People like Houston real estate agent George Huntoon. George has heard the flood warnings, but he's out showing houses anyway. In Houston, we get this a lot, and so you start thinking, is this going to be big or not? George's good friend, Monica Iceperua, is also skeptical. We had some disasters that were going to come straight forward, and then at the last literally hour, they turned, and it didn't hit us at all. As a single mom with two kids, I'm trying to determine, are we going to stay here or should we go? I'm listening to my neighbors. They're like, you didn't flood the last two rains that we had. It's not going to be that bad. So that's what we decided to stay. The trees were blowing like crazy. And then it rained continuously, continuously throughout the night. It just starts pouring. Saturday night, we received 20 inches of rain. It just felt like it was never stopping. Harvey dumps 52 inches of rain on Houston. It's more than 27 trillion gallons of water, enough to fill the Houston Astrodome 60,000 times. One third of the city is completely flooded, including more than 100,000 homes. We've had flooding here before, but this was 10 times, 20 times is bad. You had tens of thousands of homes in three, four, five foot, 10 foot water. They were telling people to not get in their attic, but get on the roof so they wouldn't get trapped. That's when I thought, wow, something's wrong here. George and his family are safe. Their house is built on high ground but his friend Monica is not so lucky. My neighborhood flooded and the streets were starting to look like a river. I just have a one-story house. I was constantly looking out the window and seeing as it progressed closer and closer and closer and wondering, is it gonna flood? 
And then my son actually said, Mom, there's water in the house. I'm stepping in water, and it's rising quickly, and then all of a sudden, it's to your ankles. The water was reaching the outlets, and so that in itself is a scary thought. Those first moments were horrifying. You just don't know when it's gonna stop or if it's gonna stop. In my mind, we have to get out of this house. I started calling 911 and it just rang and rang and rang and rang. I just kept thinking, someone's probably not gonna be able to get to me. I gotta find another solution. Monica starts making desperate posts on social media. I kind of just told them, look, I'm here with my two kids. Here's our address. We need to be rescued. 30 miles away in Katy, Texas, George, who's a retired Marine, sees his friends cry for help. I started thinking, man, I might need to go save my friends. In the Marine Corps, my main focus training was amphibious assault vehicles, so it was on the water. And I had a boat. What if I didn't do anything and something happened to them? That's what would haunt me forever. George hitches his boat to his car, calls Monica, and tells her to hold tight. Hey, buddy, I'm in my car. I got the boat behind me right now. If I can get out of the Katy area, I'm going to put in my boat off of 59 and Braze Bayou. And I'm going to try to take Bayou up to come get you. When George said he was heading my way, I was like, wow, I can't believe this. Now I just hope he can make it. George puts his boat into the water right off the freeway. He quickly realizes his rescue mission is much more than he bargained for. This was some very fast, fast moving water. It was almost a rip current. And I look, and there was a Houston Fire Department rescue boat tumped upside down. That was one of the scariest parts. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
August 2017, Hurricane Harvey has become the most extreme rainfall event in U.S. history, dumping over five feet of rain in some areas and causing unprecedented flooding. In Houston, thousands are still trapped in their homes, including Monica Iceperua and her two children. There's at least a foot of water in their home, and it's rising quickly. Furniture was collapsing, shelves were falling, and other stuff was kind of like floating. My daughter starts freaking. She started just to get real emotional and kind of just bawling. I'm a woman of faith, so it just kept going, and I kept praying. Monica's only hope is her friend, George Huntoon. He's put his small fishing boat into the flooded streets and is trying to navigate to her. We're off Memorial Drive in the Energy Corridor. That's the BP building right behind me. This water's at least four feet up on each house right now. I knew that this was gonna be dangerous. This was some very fast, fast-moving water. Hopefully, if we can get to her house, we'll get her saved here soon. I look, and there was a Houston Fire Department rescue boat pumped upside down. I mean, I'm thinking the rescue people turned their boat over. That was one of the scariest parts. The rain's really starting to come down now. I was very worried about trees and debris underneath. We knew there was a lot of submerged vehicles. There's a car. Oh, we got a submerged car right here we almost ran into. There's live wires in the water. It was just so many obstacles. We got about a mile to go till we get up to Monica Aspera's house. As I was going and taking a left underneath the highway, my motor hit something underground and stalled out. The motor turned off. Oh, and the boat started to spin. The current was pushing us, and we had started to drift. I just immediately was just pulling the motor, trying to start it. A mile away, Monica is running out of time. It's only just a few more inches that it needs to start overlapping in the window. I don't want us to have to go under the water. Minutes later, George arrives. I told you I'd come save you. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, he's here. It was definitely a great feeling, and I didn't even know what was going to happen next. I was pretty excited that I made it there. And so I gave her a big hug. All right, let's get out of here. George, thank you for coming to get us. I was really just grateful that he took the time to come and get us. And not only that, he left his family behind to come and do it. As I was coming down her street, people were yelling from their house, hey, get, get me, get me. Every house has people in it. They all need to be rescued. But we can't get everyone right now, so that's the thing. I was just worried about too many people getting in the boat, and then I wouldn't be able to do anything. He's having to, to turn people away. And that's, uh, that was tough. Um, Where he dropped us off was at the edge of the freeway. At that point, George is like, I know I said I was going to take you guys to my house, but I need to go back out. I knew that there were just thousands of people still out there. Over the next three days, George makes dozens of additional rescues, saving hundreds of trapped residents. All right, we just picked up uh, five more uh, refugees, evacuees here. I didn't feel like a hero. I just 
I just had set out that day to try to go save my friend, and it turned into more. God put me in that particular situation to do what I did and help people. George is joined by a citizen Navy of volunteer boaters. Braving deadly waters, they rescue thousands of stranded residents. The whole experience of Hurricane Harvey definitely took my life in a different direction. No one was asking who I voted for. I didn't care what religion they were, what color they were. Everyone just kind of came together. That was the, the thing I learned is how much of a community Houston is and, and how willing people are to help each other. Coming up, a blizzard with the ferocity of a hurricane blasts the eastern seaboard. I've never heard howling winds like that. Everyone was afraid, afraid for their life. A wave hit the dock. I lost my balance and ended up in the water. I started to think that this is the end. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. January 3rd, 2018, a rapidly developing low-pressure system is hovering in the Atlantic, about 100 miles east of the Carolinas. Look at the gravity waves on the bottom side of that thing, just east of Raleigh. Holy smoke. This winter storm has an eye-like feature. The storm is big enough to merit its own name, Grayson. As it roars up the east coast, it gains strength at an alarming rate. We talk about bombogenesis, 24 millibar drop in pressure in 24 hours. This will be likely a 50 millibar or more drop in 24 hours, like we've seen with some of the hurricanes over the summer. Even though it's not a hurricane, that's the type of pressure drop. And you know what happens as a result of that, the storm intensifies. So intense, it's called a bomb cyclone. It could be the most powerful winter storm off the northeast coast in decades, with the entire eastern seaboard being hit with heavy snow and the potential for record cold behind the storm. 
New England preparing for a major winter storm. Blizzard-like conditions expected on the coast in addition to 8 to 12 inches of snow. This will be the biggest storm of the season thus far, and it will come in with 50 to 70 mile per hour winds. As the storm nears landfall, it grows even stronger. The Northeast continues to brace for winter storm Grayson, expected to hit around midnight. Blizzard warnings are issued from Virginia to Maine. Several states declare a state of emergency, and hundreds of flights are canceled. This low pressure is still strengthening, and it has certainly been a beast over the last 24 hours. January 4th, winter storm Grayson slams the eastern seaboard. Winter storm Grayson now really making its appearance felt. This whole thing is starting to blow up as we speak. And some very heavy snow bands right now across parts of coastal New Jersey, Long Island, interior Connecticut, and of course in Massachusetts, New Hampshire, and Maine. 1,500 plows out in the five boroughs that make up New York City. Oh, that was a good gust. Among the many places getting hammered by Grayson, Situate, Massachusetts, a small coastal town about 30 miles southeast of Boston. Sheets of ice were coming up with the water. Table size, eight inch thick, just destroying anything in its way. And then you have the wind pounding northeast, pounding, pounding. Stephen Hill is the manager of the Mill Wharf restaurant, which overlooks the docks at the Situate Marina. The restaurant is closed because of the storm, but Stefan and another manager have come in to check on the building. You know, we do this for every storm. You want to make sure there's no glass breaking. We want to make sure it's not blowing the roof off the restaurant. Around 2 p.m., he looks out the back window and sees something alarming in the marina. The harbor master, they had tied their boat up to that dock and noticed that three out of the four lines had snapped on it, and it's just smashing from the rear into the dock. That boat was going to break free and start pinballing, taking out anything in its way. As Stefan watches, the harbor master, Steve Moan, heads out into the storm. I just couldn't sit there and watch the boat get destroyed. I just thought I'd go down as quickly as possible, get the boat resecured, and just get back in my truck and try to get warmed up. I waded through the seawater in the parking lot and then climbed up on the dock. I didn't have my life jacket with me because that day, I never planned on getting on a dock, getting on a boat. I made my way down the dock, and the boat was just crashing back and forth, back and forth. I pulled the boat back in, and I started to secure it. The harbor just has waves rolling through it. And so these docks are like this, like this. The boat's doing the same thing. I was just about complete when I was leaning over to make a last turn on a cleat, and then a wave hit the dock. I lost my balance and ended up in the water. Right in the water, gone. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. All I did was scream out, call 911, and then went out the door and went down to the dock. Living on the ocean all your life, you know there's no time. And if you started to think about it, like if you started to debate it in your mind, should I, shouldn't I, it's too late. Steve had a very short time in that water. When I came up to the surface, I immediately swam away from the boat and around the corner. And I thought, 
if I get pinned between the boat and the dock, I'm gonna get knocked out and that'll be it. They knew there were no ladders and there was really no way to get up on the dock. I saw a cleat. I thought if I could hold on to the cleat, that would give me more time. I was just trying to come up with a way out. I tried to scream, but I wasn't able to. My chest was so tight from the water temperature. I started to think that, you know, this, this is the end. In 27 degree water, you're only gonna survive, you know, a few minutes. And that's when I saw someone climbing down the docks. When I got down there, the look on his face was sheer terror. I just remember him saying, please get me out of the water. Please, please help me. So I just kept trying to hook a leg, grab his belt, and he was doing everything to pull himself up at the same time. It's windy, it's cold, the docks are still rocking. You got these waves, it's just a constant pounding. I just kept saying, come on, Steve, come on, come on, let's go, we gotta get out. I said, okay, I'm ready. I thought I'd have one shot at this. We both knew the outcome if we didn't get him out of the water. Up and down the East Coast, the bomb cyclone is creating chaos. Poor driving conditions result in about 2,000 collisions in North Carolina, while Virginia troopers respond to nearly 500 calls. In the rural coastal town of Greenbackville, Virginia, Grayson is pounding the area with nonstop snow and howling wind. They told us that it was gonna be a bad one. They were expecting a foot of snow or more in this area, and when you live in the country, everything shuts down when a snowstorm hits. You don't get snow plows until last minute. Nikki Watkinson, 24 weeks pregnant, is at home with her husband, Tyler, when she begins to feel severe pain in her abdomen. It got worse and worse. I was crying at this point. The pressure was awful. I looked at him and I said, please do something. Please help me. They decide to head out into the storm to a hospital. On a good day, the nearest hospital is about 40, 45 minutes. And there was good four, five inches of snow on the ground and nothing was plowed. But I was in so much pain that I kind of, I didn't even care at that point. By the time we were on our way, you couldn't see the road. It was awful. Granted, we still went about 60 miles an hour. Nikki's pain worsens as she comes to a shocking realization. I'm a nurse, but I've never been pregnant before, so I had no idea what labor was. And at 24 weeks, you don't think that you're in labor, you know, because it's just not normal. And then my water broke. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. 
The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. January 4th, 2018. Winter Storm Grayson, a bomb cyclone that resembles a hurricane, is pummeling the East Coast. It's devastating. That's the only word. 1,200 miles away in the Bahamas, a plus-sized model from Manhattan named Christina Mendez is blissfully unaware of the brutal winter storm. She's with her family on the cruise ship Breakaway. I'm a single mom of two. I have an autistic 22-year-old and a really sassy seven-year-old. I was super excited. It was our first time that we were going on a cruise during the winter time. The first couple of days on the cruise were amazing. We booked a couple of shows. We also had excursions to go see Nassau. The general mood was excitement. After four days at sea, the ship begins its journey back to New York on schedule. I definitely started seeing a change in the weather. The boat was rocking a little more than usual. They started to regulate us from going outside, and that was pretty unusual for a cruise ship. I was one of the few people who had internet, and I was on, and it said, pray for Norwegian breakaway. And I was like, pray for us? Like, what are they talking about? So I clicked on the winter storm Grayson hashtag. The weather report was warning people, this is gonna be the biggest winter storm in a while, and we were heading directly into it. We're about to hit a storm that's happening on the whole East Coast. The cruise line would later say the captain adjusted his speed and itinerary to maintain the safest possible route. But the breakaway can't escape Grayson. It sails directly into the winter storm and its hurricane force winds. Passengers experience 30-foot swells as the ship lists back and forth. I've been on many cruises, but I've never felt the boat list like that. I've never heard howling winds like that. Water floods into the ship. Furniture and people are tossed around. So a lot of people crying. There was a lot of people throwing up. Everyone was afraid, afraid for their life. Christina retreats to her cabin with her two children, but the room is not much of a refuge. My cabin was a soaking mess. I could see like water coming in through the balcony. And I was like, this is not gonna end well. That night, it started to get progressively worse. The whistles became louder, the leans became longer, and there was once where that lean, I just felt it was never gonna come up. And I was like, oh my God, is it not gonna lean back, Lord? Please, like, let it lean forward. I really felt that it was gonna sink. I didn't think I was gonna make it. So at 
That time I tweeted, hashtag NCL breakaway, pray for us. And I thought that only prayer can get us out of that mess. Meanwhile, in Situate, Massachusetts, Harbor Master Steve Moan is struggling to stay alive after falling off the dock. Nearby restaurant manager Stephen Hill has come to his aid and is desperately trying to pull Steve out of the harbor. I just kept saying, come on, Steve, come on, come on, let's go, we gotta get out. He counted to three and I just kicked as hard as I could and he was pulling me up. It felt like an hour because we both knew, you know, what was the outcome if we didn't get him out of the water. I just kind of sprang out of the water and ended up rolled across him on the dock. I'm like, all right, Steve, we got to get off this dock, man. You're going to be hypothermic in two seconds if we don't get you out of here. So we got him back to the restaurant and got him all wrapped up in tablecloths. I was treated and released at South Shore Hospital. I was there for about four hours. Miraculously enough, none of us had any injuries at all. I'll always be grateful to Stefan. He saved my life. He came down and he didn't have to. He could have just stayed in the background. I guess you really don't know what you have inside of you until you are put into a situation. People are, are good. And when somebody's in trouble, there's something inside everybody that kind of takes over. And people will, will put themselves in danger to help someone else without even knowing it. Back in the snowstorm, outside Greenbackville, Virginia, Nikki and Tyler Watkinson are racing to the hospital. Nikki is 24 weeks pregnant and has just gone into labor. I said, I feel like I need to push right now. And he looked at me, he said, what do you want me to do? And I told him, just keep driving. We were going so fast, probably 60 miles an hour and five inches of snow. And my next push, I delivered the baby. I was kind of in shock. I never thought that I was gonna deliver in 24 weeks. Nikki has just given birth in the front seat of the truck. Tyler calls 911 and the couple is directed to an ambulance at a nearby firehouse. They scooped me up. They stuck me on the stretcher, put in the back of the ambulance. Obviously 24 weeks, you don't have a very good chance of survival when you're delivered in a hospital, let alone you know, on a back road in the middle of a snowstorm. And at that point, I looked at him and he was turning purple. I felt for a brachial pulse and it was really slow. So I started CPR on him. I was still in a lot of pain, but I was not stopping compressions. I was scared to death that I was gonna lose that baby that I just delivered. January 2018, Winter Storm Grayson brings the entire eastern seaboard to a standstill. Meanwhile, out at sea, the cruise ship Breakaway battles to stay afloat as it churns through the epic winter storm on its way back to New York City. 
As the ship rocks in 30-foot waves, passenger Christina Mendez huddles in her cabin with her children. It was really hard to explain as a mother, we're gonna be fine, when I don't even know we're gonna be fine. My autistic son pretty much removed himself physically and emotionally from it. I would speak to him, are you okay, or nothing. Like, it was just like a blank stare, and I just know that that was fear, and I've never seen him like that. I felt my life was at risk, and I felt my kid's life was at risk. I took the life jackets out, had the kids with their warm outfits. I got their pants, got their sneakers, I got the coat, I'm ready. That night, I felt, was gonna be the night that we were not gonna make it. But after two very rough days at sea, the storm finally breaks. Things started to calm down in the morning. At that point, that's when I felt more at ease. Nine hours later, we arrived to New York and seeing the skyline was the best feeling ever. I feel so blessed. We're so happy to just be off the boat. It was definitely not the cruise I envisioned. It was like 48 hours of hell. While the Norwegian breakaway is now safe, that's not the case in Virginia for Nikki Watkinson, who, at 24 weeks pregnant, has just given birth in the front seat of her truck. She and the baby are now being transported to the hospital. I looked at him, and he was turning purple. I felt for a brachial pulse, and it was really slow. So I started CPR on him. I was scared to death that I was going to lose that baby that I just delivered. It was about another 40 minutes because of the storm. We pulled up to the hospital, and they had him stabilized within two minutes of us getting there. He was tiny. He was 1 pound 11 ounces, which is a decent size for a 24-weeker, but not sustainable, really, to life. The baby is in critical condition and needs to be transferred immediately to a hospital that specializes in neonatal care. They wanted to fly him to Children's National Medical Center in DC, which is where they fly most of the critical babies. And they couldn't fly because of the wind, because of the snow. The hospital is more than 100 miles away. There's probably a good eight inches of snow on the ground. The wind was awful, snow drifts were everywhere. So highway officials come up with a plan. Each county had a snowplow waiting for us to clear a path for this ambulance. It was probably a good two and a half, three hours transport. They get the baby to Children's National, but doctors have some tough news. The infant has an underdeveloped heart and lungs and has suffered a brain hemorrhage. They told us, you know, we're probably gonna have to make some hard decisions. We're not sure that he's gonna make it worst words of my entire life. All you could do is sit there and hope and pray. But he proved everybody wrong. Over the next four months, the infant receives intensive care in the NICU. He needed a breathing tube. He needed a lot of medicines. He had surgery on his heart, and he just kept getting better and better. And we were discharged April 20th. As for a name, the couple goes with Grayson. Everybody thinks that I named Grayson after this snowstorm, but I absolutely did not. We had this name for Grayson months before. Obviously, it was meant to be. 
Grayson's heart and lungs are now perfectly fine, and doctors expect a full neurological recovery. Today, he's wonderful. The happiest kid you'll ever meet in your life. One amazing little kid who makes me want to get up every morning and just be who I need to be for him. Grayson is an inspiration to others as well. During a checkup visit to the hospital, Nikki and Tyler meet First Lady Melania Trump. She got to hold Grayson, and she got to hear a little bit of our story. Their son Grayson was born. President Trump tells Grayson's story at the 2019 National Prayer Breakfast. And to the surprise of doctors, he kept on improving, improving, improving. Just a few weeks ago, Grayson celebrated his first birthday. He is a beautiful, happy, healthy guy. It takes a village to raise a child, let alone save his life. So we're so thankful for every single person who helped us that day. This is what happens in small towns. We all fight, and we all come together as one to help each other.